0: I'm Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to episode 34 in the fourth edition of the AIC Bible Study video series, The New Testament Gospels. At the end of the episode, I'll point out where material presented in episode 34 appears in the AIC bookstore publication, The Gospel of John, Annotated and Illustrated. For those viewers just joining the series, I urge you to watch the opening few minutes of episode 29 for a discussion of the Koine Greek or New Testament Greek origin of the I Am declarations. In this episode, I begin with part 2 of 2 in a discussion of I Am the door from John 10:7 and 9 and I Am the good shepherd from John 10:11 and 14. I ended episode 33 with Jesus' I Am the Door declaration in John 10, verse 7. Before I move to part two of the discussion of I Am the Door and then I Am the Good Shepherd, I'd like to take a moment to point out how important the I Am the Door declaration was in the formation of early Christian thinking. As early as the 3rd or 4th century, the Ethiopian Coptic Church which descends from the Sea of Alexandria, one of the original four seas of the Church, with its founding attributed to St. Mark, this Thanksgiving prayer was offered. We give thanks unto the door of good unto us, the merciful God. The illustration is Christ in Majesty, an illumination in tempera and gold on parchment from the Codex Bruxall, an Atonian-era manuscript made for Speyer Cathedral around 1220 A.D. from the collection of the Bodysche Landis Karlsruhe, Germany. The door image also appears elsewhere in the New Testament, with multiple references to Jesus as the one who stands in the door to everlasting life, in the letters to the churches at Philadelphia and Laodicea in Revelation 3. A symbolic door appears in Revelation 4, verse 1. These incidents were discussed in the AIC Bible study video series, Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, in episode 7, episode 8, and episode 9. They are discussed and illustrated on pages 37 to 50 of the Companion Bookstore publication of the same name, which includes 51 illuminations from the early 11th century manuscript, The Bamberg Apocalypse. The illustration is The Light of the World, a mid-19th century oil on canvas by William Holman Hunt at Manchester Art Gallery, Manchester, England, in which he depicts Jesus holding his light in an open doorway. To retain the context of this discussion, let's now resume discussion of I am the door declaration by backing up to John 10, verse 1, and going forward, this time including St. John's narrative commentary that I left out in the previous episode from verse 6 and 7a, Again, for complete context, I remind you that these words were spoken to a group composed mostly of Pharisees following the healing of the man born blind in John 9. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. The illustration is, as before, my own copy of a reproduction 20th century Byzantine-style icon of the Good Shepherd from www.skate.com. When St John tells us in verse 10:6 that the listeners did not understand the meaning of verses 1 through 5 he could have been referring either to the door image or the thief image or the robber image or the shepherd of the sheep or the recognition of the voice or all of them whichever it was Jesus made his meaning absolutely clear in verse 7 most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door to the sheep. In the Eastern Church tradition, the entire exchange in John 10 verses 1 to 16 is regarded as a parable. As I did in episode 33, I have used the 21st century photograph of a sheepfold from the Lake Country District of England to illustrate the concept of door to the sheepfold. The door or gate in the lower left in the illustration means the narrow opening that is the only way into or out of the sheepfold. In verses 3, 4, and 5, Jesus had told them that the sheep not only know the shepherd, which in Greek is poimen, but recognize his voice and follow him, and that, not recognizing the voice of the stranger, they will not follow him. This image is popular in Christian art, including the illustration, my photograph of a detail from a stained glass window by Franz Mayer of Munich of the coronation of Mary as Queen of Heaven, showing the Blessed Virgin holding a lamb around whose neck is a small bell. The lamb with the bell is the lamb the other sheep will follow. The illustration is from the AIC bookstore publication, Paintings on Light, the Stained Glass Windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel. St. John tells us that Jesus clarified his statements with verse 7, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. This has the same meaning as his later statement that only those who believe in him can have access to the Father and enjoy everlasting life in the kingdom. Or, no man comes to the Father except through me, which was spoken in the context of the I am the way, the truth, and the life declaration in John 14, which is discussed in episode 35. I now pick up the dialogue with the conclusion of the I am the door declaration with verses 8 through 9 in which Jesus repeats the I Am declaration from verse 7 and provides further clarification for those who were confused about the meaning. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The illustration, The Good Shepherd, is my photograph of a second quarter 20th century stained glass window by Franz Mayer of Munich at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel from the AIC bookstore publication Paintings on Light, the Stained Glass Windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel. A shepherd's crook in his left hand is carried by most bishops as a symbol of their own role as shepherd. The ninth I am declaration, I am the good shepherd, emerges, or you might say evolves, from the conversation in verses 10 and 11, presenting contrasting images of thief and good. The they, in verse 10, are the sheep who are symbolic of the faithful. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. In these verses, which end the I am the door declaration and transition into the I am the good shepherd declaration, the listeners, mostly unsympathetic, are reminded by Jesus that he is not just a door, but the one and only door. Those who enter the sheepfold which represents the kingdom of God, by me will, quote, have life and habit more abundantly. The thief, meaning other pretenders, elsewhere called false prophets or false preachers, come only to, quote, steal, kill, and destroy. They contain in verse 11 a prophecy of his propitiatory death on the cross where up until now the focus in the narrative was the difference between himself and the thief, in verses 12 and 13, Jesus introduces two additional evocative images, one predatory and one mercenary, the hireling and the wolf. These support the Eastern tradition of interpreting the good shepherd as a parable. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, One who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. In the next three verses, 14, 15, and 16, Jesus will explain the images he used in verses 12 and 13 reintroduced the imagery of the Father that had caused so much disturbance among the Pharisees in chapters 6 and 8, likely having the effect of reviving their concerns about the previous I Am declarations, including the Bread of Life in 635, Living Bread in 651, Light of the World in 812, Not of This World and From Above in 823, Before Abraham Was, I Am in 858, which caused them to attempt to stone him. The second use of the ninth I Am declaration also includes several other key words and another prophecy of his propitiatory sacrifice upon the cross and a new prophecy of a broadened offer of salvation. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and have known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Up to this point, St. John's account has been about allegorical sheep. With the second I am the Good Shepherd declaration in verse 14, the story advances to the broader salvation message that is central to St. John's entire gospel. Jesus is no longer an allegorical shepherd, but a real shepherd, or that great shepherd of the sheep in Hebrews 13.20, and the shepherd and overseer of your souls in 1 Peter 2. As I noted in episode 26, in the opening discussion of St. John's prelude or preface, the entire story St. John relates is preparation for the account of Jesus' sacrificial death upon the cross. Jesus also has given this group of Jews two prophecies, one which concerns himself and one which concerns them. In the first prophecy, I lay down my life for the sheep, in verse 15b, Jesus offers his second prophecy of his own death within the I Am the Good Shepherd declaration, an event which will come about six months later. The earlier prophecy in the I Am the Good Shepherd verses is verse 11, the Good Shepherd gives his life for the sheep. The illustration is a detail from one of eight major panels in the crucifixion window at Ely Cathedral, Cambridgeshire, England. The cathedral was begun in the 12th century, expanded in the 14th, and restored in the late 20th. The second prophecy concerns a bitter bitter news, at least for them, that the offer of salvation intended first for themselves will now be offered to the broader world other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also must I bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. The illustration, the Good Shepherd, is a Byzantine-style mosaic from the first half of the 5th century A.D. in the Mausoleum of Galla Placidia in Ravenna, Italy. These other sheep are the Gentiles, from the Latin gentilis, meaning nations, derived from the Hebrew goi and nakri, and from the Greek ethnos. All these words can be translated as peoples or nations. In the next group of verses, St. John reveals Jesus renewing his earlier references to his Father and explaining the nature and purpose of the death he prophesied in verses 11 and 15b, a glimpse of the details of the divine plan of the Incarnation. Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. The illustration is the central detail in the first half, fifth century AD mosaic at Ravenna, Italy, used earlier. In his Humanity, in verse 18a, Jesus comments, that his sacrifice is voluntary, no one takes it from me. In his divinity, he says that he is the obedient son who does the work of the Father, following the command in verse 18b. Without their knowing the significance of it then, listeners were offered a glimpse of the I Am, the resurrection and the life declaration discussed in episode 35, I have the power to take it again. John interrupts the dialogue between Jesus and the Jews with his own informative narrative in verses 19, 20, and 21 describing division among the Jews. And many of them said, He has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Jesus' dealing with demons and the meaning of the word based upon the Gospel of St. Mark in the context of demonstrations of divine power over demons and evil spirits are discussed in Episode 8. St. John's account of the healing of the man born blind in John 9, 1-21, one of the seven signs described by St. John is discussed in Episode 37. The illustration, John writing his gospel, is a miniature illumination in golden colors on parchment from a book of hours attributed to the workshop of the Rohan Hours, produced in northeastern France in 1410 A.D. from manuscript Harley 2934, folio 17, British Library, London, England. When he takes up the narrative again in verses 22 to 30 the timeline has leaped ahead at least 2 to 3 months into the winter of 29 to 30 AD during the feast of dedication or festival of lights which the modern equivalent of which the modern equivalent is hanukkah celebrating the cleansing of the temple after its desecration in 167 BC by the reigning Seleucid King Antiochus Epiphanes. The location has shifted as well and is now Solomon's porch, the long colonnaded hall on the east side of the temple complex as rebuilt by Herod. The Jewish historian wrote of it, Josephus wrote of it describing a hall of 50 cubits or 75 feet by 30 cubits, 45 feet. Remains of the wall which supported it are still visible on the Temple Mount. The same place again appears in St. Luke's narrative in Acts of the Apostles. Luke wrote of both Peter and John speaking there in Acts 3 verse 11, and of the followers of Jesus gathering there performing healing miracles or signs and wonders in Acts 5 verse 12. The illustration is Jesus Walks in the Portico of Solomon, another 19th century watercolor by James Tissot from the Brooklyn Museum. When the conversation continues, as if it had not been interrupted, the themes are the same as before the identity of the sheep, the shepherd, and the father. Note how the conduct in both actions and words of the Jews has become more aggressive. These Jews, as St. John labels them, are the same group of Pharisees and scribes who have been following Jesus in the earlier part of the narrative. They surround Jesus and make a strident demand. His reply is steadfast, consistent with the earlier part of the narrative. How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. They make demands. He counters, I told you and you do not believe. This is the ninth major use of I am and they still do not believe, even though, as he said, the works he does are in the Father's name. He reminds them again that they are no longer his sheep because they do not hear his voice. They are left to make their own assumptions regarding their salvation. When he affirms that it is his sheep which will be offered eternal life, and no one, meaning them, has the power to, quote, snatch them, unquote, away from him. To his electrifying words in verse 30, I and my Father are one. They respond by again taking up stones. The spirited dialogue continued with Jesus' rejoinder and question in verse Thirty-two and their counter-response in verse 33. Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of these works do you stone me? They answer, For good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Remember, please, that in all the previous dialogues with Pharisees and scribes, they have used the phrase, who do you make yourself out to be? From John eight fifty three. Now they have decided they do not like the implications of his answer. In Jesus' reply, he quotes Psalm 82, verse 6, a psalm of Asaph, which refers to a set of instructions concerning the authority of judges in Israel granted by God, which he turns into a question. In verse 36, the I am the Son of God does not use the Greek I am, ego, I me. Verse 38b concerning the relationship between God the Father and God the Son became Christian theology. The illustration, The Good Shepherd, is another late 19th century watercolor by James Tissot from the Life of Christ series at the Brooklyn Museum. Now here is John 10, verses 34 to 38. Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and said into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not do the works of the Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. St. John's closing narrative in verses 39 to 42 reports another miraculous escape by Jesus from their attempt to stone him and that Jesus went into the region where John the Baptist was baptizing and remained there for some time. He offers in verses 41 and 42 this brief glimpse of the public's response, which was the opposite of the attitude and conduct of the Pharisees and scribes. Then many came to him and said, John performed no sign, but all the things that John spoke about this man were true. And many believed in him there. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this episode are found at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, where seasonal and Christian education videos are linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, podcast versions from the podcast archive page, and where... AIC Bookstore Publications are linked using the Virtual Bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Items of interest for Episode 34 are from other episodes in this Bible study series, New Testament Gospels. St. John's frequent use of the label Jews is discussed in Episode 40. From the AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, From the first series, the 1928 BCP Saints, St. John is the focus of Episode 4 and St. Mark of Episode 7. In the AIC Christian Education video series, Eastertide from Resurrection to Ascension, the I Am the Door Declaration, the reading for Second Sunday after Easter, is discussed in Episode 2. In our long running podcast homily series with links from the podcast homilies page, the podcast homily for second Sunday after Easter includes discussion of John ten, eleven to sixteen, part of the I am the Good Shepherd Declaration. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, The Gospel of John Annotated and Illustrated, as in the previous episode, topics discussed in this episode, the I Am the Door Declaration and the I Am the Good Shepherd Declarations, are discussed in Chapter 10, illustrated in an early 5th century mosaic on page 91. From Layman's Lexicon, words and phrases of interest are Crucifixion, Father, Gentiles, I am, Pharisees, prophet-slash-prophecy, propitiation, salvation, and shepherd. In Paintings on Light, the stained-glass windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, the window depicting the coronation of Mary as Queen of Heaven is shown on page 30. The Good Shepherd window is illustrated and discussed on page 41. In the prayer book Psalter, history, text, and commentary, Psalm 82 is printed and discussed on pages 191 to 192. Finally, there's Father Ron's blog, a page uh, using links at the top and the bottom of each page. Entries usually include an illustration. The direct URL address for the blog is www.anglicaninternetchurch.net right slash blog with blog in lowercase letters only. Additionally, by clicking on the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend in the right-hand column in this page, and then afterward entering your email address, you can register to receive notice of each new posting from our site host, WordPress.com. Please be assured that we do not share information with any other organization. Thank you for joining me for episode 34. Next time in episode 35, I will continue the discussion of the divine I am's with the final three declarations. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the true vine. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net